The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim Fox. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we are so glad to have you with us tonight on Live Healthy, Be Healthy, and, and of course, Janine, we always start off with what? In the news. In the news. <clears throat> and tonight, we've got, actually got some interesting things in the news. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, there's, I thought this was a really interesting study. Now, this, this kind of applies to everyone. Right. And it came out of the, the Framingham Heart Study, which is a study that's been going on for, good Lord, 30 years or better. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And what they found was the Center for Disease Control, CDC, found that three out of four adults in the United States have a heart age that's older than their actual age. Right, and that's not a good thing. No, that is definitely I mean, not a good your, thing. And so that's something that people need to pay attention to, and that means only 25% of the people out there have a heart that's at least the age they are. Yeah, so um, what that means is everybody's in trouble. Right, well, it 75% means of the population is people trouble. are definitely, and they say they found that the average heart age for adult men is eight years older than their actual age, Ooh. and five years older for women. Ooh. So that's not good. Um, and they actually found either. an yeah. even worse thing is they found that black men and women, both mm-hmm. of them, both. actually have a heart age 11 years past their actual age. You know, that's why we, we see so many of our, our, our black patients that, and, 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 you know, when you talk to them about their family and, and family histories and stuff, you know, they, they have more heart disease in their family, it seems like. And their friends and everybody, they talk about, you know, well, my friend just, you know, he was 40-some years old and he just had a heart attack, big heart attack. Uh, so I think that's why we're seeing this. Th- this is just kind of telling us why we're seeing it. And, of course, you know, we know that that particular population, you know, the, the Hispanics and the blacks tend to have more problems with the metabolic syndrome, which kind of goes along with this heart thing. Yeah, and you also look, and we do actually have another study that actually shows, and it just they actually broke it down in blacks and whites is why I'm going to mention it now, mm-hmm. is oh, they actually yeah. showed that mm. there was a lot of nutrient shortfalls as a serious and persistent health problem. And they actually took some main nutrients, and they tested both blacks and whites. And all are, there's a lot of deficiencies in both. Right. But in the black population, calcium is deficient in 53.7% of the time. Mm-hmm. Magnesium is deficient 63% of the time. Right. Vitamin A, 45.9%. And vitamin D, 82.4% of the time. Now, that's huge. Right. And they do know that D definitely is increased heart risk. Well, it's an increased heart risk. It's, you know, and, and you know, we've even had shows on vitamin D and the importance of, you know, how it, how it does 
things for the heart and how it you know keeps that calcium metabolism thing straightened out you know with the d and the k2 and all that we had a show just about k2 just recently and you know if we see that that the folks are are you know all these you know folks are getting less nutrients than they need and that was actually that particular study you're talking about was was published in the journal of Healthcare for the poor and underserved now there's actually a, a journal for that right but they also did the percent of whites, which were low in different nutrients. They, yeah, I was going to say, they were, they were low, too. And that showed calcium was low in 29.4%, mm-hmm. magnesium, 41.9%, mm-hmm. vitamin A, 28.4%, and vitamin D, 63.5%. So, so, it's, so it's huge all the way around. It's a, but, it, people are not yeah. getting the nutrients they need yeah. as a whole. So when, when some you know, intelligent doctor tells you, oh, just eat a good diet, and you get all, you know, you don't need to take a vitamin, you just you know, get everything from your diet. You might want to start, you know, call us. We'll give you this study, and you can actually kind of quote it to them. Right, because most people aren't getting the nutrients that they need. No. And when you get nutrient depletion, it affects the heart, and you don't want a heart older than what your body is. No, because, I mean, and and we're we're showing that. when the heart gives out, you give out. It don't matter what your actual age is. (laughs) It really doesn't matter. That's true. It doesn't matter. So, you know, I thought that, you know, these two studies go together. Uh, almost kind of a wake-up call. Right. And so it just shows you that you're not, it, it, it almost takes a perfect diet to get your nutrients, and even then you don't yeah. get them all. And even then you don't um, get them all. Because the soil's depleted. They know, especially right. in magnesium, that the soil is depleted. Right. Um, people don't get outside in the sun the way they used to, so your vitamin D is depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the chemicals in our environment is also affecting the production of vitamin D in our body. And, and, and it's also affecting, uh, you know, some of the other nutrients actually depleting them. Right. You know, for instance, the, the glyphosate. We've had, you know, shows about that. Um, and, and talk about how it actually depletes so many other things. And then you think about, you know, what's going on in the food supply with all the antibiotics being used and the glyphosate, and you're destroying the gut bacteria. So, you know, the poor gut can't function quite as good as it could. So even if you eat a, a perfect diet, you're not getting what you need. You still need some nutrients. Yeah. So you need some vitamins. Yeah, right. Hmm. So we'll go on to the next study, which a lot of people would like to hear, <laughs> is a bottle of water before mealtimes can aid in weight loss. You know, it's something that simple. Right. And, and you know, now this came out, uh, you know, uh, talking about the, uh, you know, average, you know, for a, a, uh, they say that, you know, health, con- growing obesity is growing, you know, health concern. It affects more than a third of American adults. Probably. It's getting close to a half. I think it's close to half. Yeah. They were talking about a simple drinking of a, say, a 16 ounce bottle of water. 30 minutes before your 30 meal. 30 minutes before each meal. And, you know, the study, I mean, it came out of the, the U.K., University of Birmingham in the U.K., and they did a really good study here, and it was published in the journal Obesity. Yes, there's a journal named Obesity. And I thought it was kind of interesting when you looked at all they did. I mean, they didn't change the diet one iota. All they simply did was give them water 30 minutes before a meal. 30 minutes before a meal. Right. And they actually, and they, they did feed on the same diet, the same two diet. groups. They had two now, groups, right. Now, it was a 12-week study. So that's only three months. It's right. not like it was a, a year. Right. But what they found after this three months, that the people that what they call preloaded with water, which is drinking the eight-ounce bottle mm-hmm. of water 30 minutes before each meal, mm-hmm. lost an average of 9.48 pounds over the 12-week period. Right. And the control group only lost 1.76 pounds over the same amount of time. Right. But they had a controlled diet. So maybe even the, the control group probably lost a little bit because they had at least a controlled diet. But Still, it was a huge difference. It was more than five, almost not quite fivefold, but more than fourfold mm-hmm. difference in the control group and the um, 
the group that had water. Yeah, what they call preloaded. So, you know, something as simple as drinking, say, a, a large glass or, say, 16 ounces of water before a meal. And they did that before each meal. Well, for one, it right. makes you feel fuller. Yeah. And so they actually know that when you feel full, you're you not going to eat as much. Right. And they say they also think that it actually increased your metabolic rate temporarily. Um, yeah. Just eat, drinking the water. So that's one thing that everybody can do. Simple. No one can say they can't afford it. <laughs> so it is something no. that you can do. You just have to do it. Right. Make it a habit. Make it part of your routine. And before each 30 minutes before a meal, drink a bottle of water. Uh, you know, and if you did that and did some of the other things that you need to do. Then you can really make a difference you in your health. You could make a huge difference in your health. You right. Because, you know, we've always talked about obesity. Mm-hmm. And another study that we hear, have right now. Oh, yeah actually says that if you are overweight and obese in midlife, it's linked to early onset of Alzheimer's. Ooh, and that scares the daylights out of everybody, and it should. I mean, nobody it, wants Alzheimer's. No, But this that. study showed that there's no doubt if you weigh more, then you're actually more likely to actually get Alzheimer's early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason there to drink your 16 ounces of water 30 minutes before you eat. Right. And get some of that weight off. Yeah, because, you know... The, this, like I say, dementia and Alzheimer's is definitely, and, and Alzheimer's is just the most common. What we what we're seeing now is the most common form, if you will, of actual uh, dementias. Right, and, and we're actually, and it makes sense. They're calling yeah. it, you know, diabetes of the brain. Yeah, and is because you know people that are o- overweight mm-hmm. do tend to eat more sugar and carbohydrates in right. mo- in most cases, um, and it does increase their risk of a lot of things. In, including like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, diabetes, all of it, and we're seeing a a huge increase in the Alzheimer's and also the uh, other dementias. We're seeing a huge, huge increase in this. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost everybody that comes in has somebody in their family that's it's either having you know dementia or Alzheimer's, right? And they're having to deal with it, you know. And that's not a it's not a it's not a very pleasant. And thing it's hard on both the person and the family. Yes, so it's something really that you know, even if you have you know, even if you are young, but you have a parent that's overweight and mm-hmm. you don't want them to get Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. you might want to urge them to actually start doing something different. Maybe change their lifestyle and change their diet, drink more water, and do some things to actually get the blood sugar under control. Right, and it, and it showed that now you know you you can go online and find your little you know body mass index thing and calculate you know it's got your height and your weight. And they show that, you know, the, the, the higher that body mass index goes, the more, the earlier, I guess, the onset of these dementias. That was what was kind of spooky because, you know, you think about it, you know, these folks that, uh, I mean, they, they, you know, that's just, that's a reason to clean up your diet. So right. To speak. Yeah. And I mean, most people honestly don't fit into the optimal on body mass index. No, most don't, but you need to at least need, work on yeah, it. Yeah, you do, and, and you can get there, right. know, but you have to do something different. Right. Um, you can't eat all you want, do everything you want, and then still be healthy. So you, it's about choices. Right. It's about you know priorities, and you have to get those priorities straight. Yeah. Yeah, it sure do. And you know something else that we had a there was an interesting study, and I thought this was kind of interesting because it it it, it deals with something that we all have to address sooner or later, and that's dental health. Right. Our teethies. And the UK, again, and they did a really neat study, the British Dental Health Foundation, and they show, uh, talking about having sugar is having what they call a, quote, devastating, unquote, effect on all our dental health. And that's, that's huge. 
because you know they showed that study of you know half of the eight-year-olds have visible signs of decay on their teeth, and a third of all children starting school have visible signs of tooth decay. And you know when the teeth go, there's so many problems. Oh yeah, well we that. we talked about it when we talked about plaque in the heart uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Is we talked about how. Dental health plays a role in heart health, mm-hmm. and so if you start getting placking and stuff in the in the mouth, then right. you actually probably are getting plaque other places. Now right. you'll start getting the decay is one thing, and that happens more in kids. They may not have plaque in their arteries, mm-hmm. but it's a sign that their health is probably going to be worse overall when they get older. Right, and so you really want to look at what you feed your kids. Now, exactly. what I find is that people think it has gotten so prevalent that people eat junk. That yeah. it's normal and people don't think that's a bad diet. Right. And, and that's, that's what we get bad. every day because yeah. people think if they eat cakes and cookies and all that and if they just do it once a day, that that's not a bad thing. Right. They think that if they eat boxed foods and they don't, they don't think foods. it's bad. They think if you actually eat, you know, fast food twice a day, it's still okay as long as you don't eat in between meals. And that's not true. Yeah. We have so many people that will tell us, well, I don't eat between meals. Yeah, I have a great diet. I eat, you know, and, and if you start asking them what they eat, they eat fast food three times a day, but they think that's a good diet. Because they don't eat between meals. So people, yeah. So mm-hmm. people have to start understanding what a good diet is. Right. And that is more of a real food diet, eating real food mm-hmm. and not eating boxed packaged foods. Right. Which comes to kind of our next study that's actually showing um, uh, the pediatric um, malnutrition. 24 mm-hmm. to 50% worldwide is actually malnourished. And mm-hmm. they're malnourished because they eat this junk. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting their nutrients. And what they found is they started looking at malnutrition is an ongoing problem in chronically ill hospital you know, pediatric patients. They start looking at the kids that are always hospitalized and finding they're not getting their nutrients. It don't matter what their size is. And it doesn't matter how much they weigh. They're not getting their nutrients. And therefore, it's actually making them sick. And think about that. That's one of our most precious commodities. Our children. Right. Okay, we'll end up, we're coming up to a break here, folks. Uh, uh, We'll be right back after the break, and we'll be talking about some uh, commonly asked questions that we get all the time. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. 
At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, Dr. Janine and I are tonight. Uh, we thought, you know, it's time that, because uh, we, uh, we get asked so many common questions about their health and so on. So we decided to devote the whole show to what we call commonly asked health questions. Right. People ask us questions all the time. Yeah. And we get a lot of the same ones. Well, I, it's almost daily. Yeah. It really is. One of the biggies, Janine, because they look at us and we're both, we do fit that, that body mass index thing. Right. Um, we're not overweight. And so on. And they always ask us, are you a vegetarian? And we definitely say no. (laughs) Um, We are not not vegetarians. Um, We do actually, we eat protein with every meal. Right. And we are meat eaters. And we believe that people were made to be meat eaters. Yeah. Um, And when you start looking, the vegetarians actually are lacking in so many nutrients. And we do, though, eat a low glycemic diet. We, we definitely eat do that. Basically, what you would call a diabetic diet, even though neither one of us are or diabetic. Diabetic, right? Um, but you don't want to wait until you get there. Yeah. So that's one of the questions we get asked constantly. Oh, y'all look really healthy. Y'all must be vegetarians. Why no? would they think of it? You know, because and I don't know what uh, people's gotten that thought, but yeah. you don't have to be a vegetarian to be healthy, and no. you don't have to eat only rabbit food to actually be healthy. No, that's so that was true. one of the questions we're asked a lot. Yeah, that one we get all the time because, you know, and I, if you want an ex- explanation for it, you go back and look at all of our um, prehistoric people back there, you know, thousands of years ago. One of the main things that they ate was some sort of a animal protein. Yeah. Now, they ate what they called from the nose to the tail. In other words, they didn't just eat the muscle meat. They ate all kinds of things, you know, the, right. um, the internal organs, you know, they ate all that because there was a lot of really big nutrients. And we do things. think the paleo diet is a very healthy, I mean, we think so. And so, you know, I mean, we might, we probably do a slight modification yeah. because, I mean, you know, we do eat a few beans and so. actually the paleo, but not a lot. Um, so there's a few things that we do a little different, but the paleo diet is a good diet. And we do have a couple past shows. If you ever want to go listen to them on from Dr. Lauren Cordain that wrote the paleo diet, mm-hmm. we have a show where he was on talking about the, the importance diet. and why yeah. you want to be, um, eat the paleo diet as opposed to being a vegetarian. So that's actually, that was one question. Now the next one is salt. salt always bad. Right. And, you know, most Americans eating a standard American diet, they get way too much salt from processed packaged foods. Well, when you, when you take out all the other good stuff, you, you have to put in either some sugar or salt. To make to it make taste it, good. Because you can take cardboard, and if you get enough sugar with it, and you get enough um, uh, salt with it, 
It's edible. Yeah, but the answer to that question is no, it's not always bad. No. But if you eat a real real food diet, like right. we talk about, and you get your own vegetables and your own protein and your own stuff and you cook, it's fine to add a little salt to it. Now, because when you start looking, salt is essential for muscles. Yes, it is. You have to have you know sodium and chloride, which is sodium chloride is salt. Mm-hmm. For the muscles to function. So it really, again, on lab work, some people, I tell people to cut back on salt, and some people, I tell them to add salt. So it really yeah. depends on the person, but it is not always bad. Yeah, we, you know, we do see an awful lot of folks uh, that their docs have told them, you know, cut back on your salt, cut back on your salt. And when we check them, they're actually flagged low. They're so low that it's actually causing them to about pass out, yeah. and they can't hardly walk. And it's a lot of the older people will see because they're so scared of salt, they eat none. And mm-hmm. that's not good either. So you got to know where you are on your sodium and your chloride to know if your body can handle it or not. Right. But it is not always bad. That's true. Now, in some people, it is bad. So I can't. So you can't say everybody just eat all the salt they want because that's not that's not you know right yeah, either. That's true. Now, something else that we get asked all the time. Can sugar cause hyperactivity in kids and attention deficit disorder? And that's a definite yes. <laughs> no kidding. You know, if you don't believe it, clean them up for a little while. Don't and let then them add have it back. It. Let them have a little, little. You know, uh, matter of fact, we had a lady in. Uh, it was like last week, and and her uh, her daughter, had, and she keeps her very clean diet most of the time now, and she does some things like theanine and so on to so help her with her attention deficit, and she does great. Kids doing you know A's and B's in school doing great. But on the weekends sometimes, especially when you know, grandparents get a hold of them, and they will allow the little girl to have a little too much sugar. And she said, we have to scrape her off the wall. <laughs> I mean, she's just bouncing well, off We have the many wall. people yeah. that come in, and they can't believe when they change their kid's diet how much they change and how mm-hmm. much the attention deficit is better when they go to a clean diet and eat more proteins and vegetables right. and things like that. So diet makes a huge difference in attention deficit. And that's the first thing we always recommend to people that come in and say, my kid has attention deficit. What can we do? Yeah, we always say And it's an epidemic. Thing, yeah. And I think it's an epidemic that people eat horrible. So because yeah. of the epidemic of everyone eating bad and thinking they're doing okay, you are seeing more attention deficit and hyperactivity in kids. And so cleaning up their diet is number one. Yeah, well, like we say, the real food diet. You know, yeah. And, you know, when we explain that to people, you know, we, we need to eat little or no grains. We say no uh, because I think the grains are really one of the biggest problems in, in the American diet. Uh, everything, if you think about it. Matter of fact, time and time again, when we sit down and uh, talk to people, you know, even with kids that are, you know, hyperactivity and so on, and we start talking about dietary things, and we ask them, you know, about removing the grains, and you talk about the bread, the rice, and the pastas, and the cereals, and so, and they look at you, and they say, well, what am I going to eat? Right, which means that's what they eat most. Well, obviously, because they don't know of anything else. Right. Know? And I'll say, well, I don't know. What about fish and chicken and turkey and beef and green beans and, and broccoli beans and, and broccoli. cauliflower? Yeah. And, you know. You want me to keep going? Yeah. And they'll just say, like, huh? Uh, well, well, we'll eat some of that. Some of that? That should be your primary food source. Right. You know? So that is something, like I said, attention deficit is one that you're just seeing. It's an epidemic. Oh, it's and, epidemic. And there are other things. If you clean up the diet and you still have a little problem, there's no doubt fish oil has been shown to have so much benefit. Huge. And so is vitamin D, even yeah. in kids. They need it as well as the adults. So they sure do. That, there's a lot you can do for attention deficit, and but cleaning up the diet is number one is what we tell people. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. You know, when, when you start thinking about, you know, I was talking to a parent just recently about because they had had their child at one time on a drug. And they realized that 
it wasn't a drug deficiency that the child had. It was something else. So they cleaned up the diet. And the child's doing fine. And, you know, the mom was talking to her, and she said, all these kids on these drugs. I said, you know, here's something to think about. All these kids on these drugs, they think the drugs are fine. I mean, because they think, okay, you take a pill for this or a pill for that. So as they grow up and grow older, it's more pills, more pills. And think about this. Someday, they're probably going to be running for president. Right. Or Congress or something. So, And they're going to be ruling the world. Not a happy uh, look out there, I don't think. So, anyhow, need to clean up that diet a little more, folks. Now, the next question we get asked all the time because oh, yeah. is what is the difference in supplements you might get at a big box store and the pharmaceutical grade supplements? And that's one we get a lot. We do, you know, because they'll look at it and say, well, well, you know, I, I can buy a multivitamin at, at the big box stores. I get 400 tablets for $10. Right, but you get what you pay for, for one. <laughs> well, um, you know, it, usually it's, it's, it's what we call uh, the Bubba effect down here in the South. Yeah. And Bubba will say, well, I can buy 400 of them for $10 down here at the big box store. You know, I won't mention any names. But, and I'll say, okay, is that your pickup truck out there? Yeah. Would you just go down and buy reprocessed, cheapest oil you can find and put in no, sir, I put the highest grade uh, synthetic oil there is in that thing. Why? You want it to last, right? Well, yeah. Okay. But you're going to put junk in your body. Right. Because a lot of the supplements, when you start looking at supplements, you got to look at what else is added to it. And if you look and something has a dye in it, that is number one, don't buy it. If it is right. dyed, then it is junk. Yeah, because it is. it's obviously made from a company that really doesn't care about your health. No, and... Almost all of these big box brands, big box store brands, and that could be your pharmacies and big box stores, retailers, and so on, all of them that are selling these things, and they're selling them fairly inexpensively. And, you know, if you open a box and they're all a bottle and they're all green, okay, they've been dyed. Or right. they're all pink or red or something. They've been dyed. But if you, if you get those things and they're really cheap, they're probably all synthetics. Right. And there, there's a lot of fillers and binders. And when you go to buy, you know, supplements, when you buy raw materials, there's different grades oh, there of is. the same thing. Right. And the low grades actually have your arsenic and have your heavy metals and have your chemicals. They can't be cleaned. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is you're buying a pretty um, contaminated, contaminated product. Right. Now, uh, you know, there was a few months ago, probably about six months ago, there uh, was the, flies, you know, yeah. the state of New York actually um, tested in five of the stores, um, and I can name those because it was published all over the it place. It was all over the place, um, yeah. CVS, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, and GNC. Right. They actually went in and tested. Now, it was herbals they were looking at at that point, so they weren't synthetics, um, but they were herbal products, so they came from plants. Mm-hmm. And they tested 25 products, and 21 out of 25 did not have what it said on the label. Yeah, that's so that's another problem that you get is inconsistency of what it says that it has and what it actually has. Yeah, so if you go down and try to buy something, I don't know, let's say you're buying uh, you know, something, that, that, an herb that you've heard or read about that's supposed to be so good, and you buy it and you pay you know, $5 for it when you might get it from us, it might cost $20, um, you know, you're not getting, probably not getting what you're wanting. And no, it's not because it's probably not going to work. And it's not going to work, right. Because it's probably not what it says it is. Because some of these things that I've seen them sell... It, they sell it for cheaper than you can buy the raw material, so there's no way yeah. that it's what they say it is. So there is a big difference in pharmaceutical grade because it is tested every batch, and it is actually tested before and after the product is made to right. make sure you're getting what the label says. Right. You know, that's something you know, we're intimately um, 
involved in this, you know, because because we're make, you know having our own products made for us. And, you know, and like you say, we we get a raw material, and the raw material supplier will tell us, okay, this is what it is. We take a sample of that raw material, send it out to a lab, have it tested to make verify sure that, that, that it's make sure what that it is. It is. Yeah. Okay, now let's put it all together. Now let's take that finished product, and we take that, send it out, get a sample of that. Uh, checked so we make sure that the raw material is still containing exactly what right. we say. Right, so that it wasn't affected by the processing. Right. Um, so it, it is, there is a big, big difference. difference. So there is a really big difference in that. All right, coming up on another break, folks. Uh, we'll be right back with more of our commonly asked questions. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure, that kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Live healthy, be healthy tonight. We're talking about the commonly asked health questions that we get every day, Janine. Right. And the next one we're going to talk about that we get mm-hmm. more than once a day, probably <laughs> 10 times a day, uh, is least. what can I do for reflux? Everybody has acid reflux. You know, and you know, of course, one of the first things I'll, I'll start out with is, okay, we really need to change your diet. Because I always tell them, you know, the problem is not that you're deficient in some sort of acid reducer. Right. That's not the problem. And actually, in most research shows that in acid reflux, 90% of adults, I do say adults with acid right. reflux, 
actually have too little stomach acid, not, not too, too much. much. Right. So because they have too little stomach acid, when they eat and they don't digest their food, actually it it actually the fermentation process in the stomach actually produces acid. So it's mm-hmm. not that your body has too much acid. Your body don't have enough acid, and therefore your food rots in your stomach and produces acid. That's exactly what happens. Now, you know, a lot of times, uh, and especially, you know, like I say, we get these folks, and they're, you know, advancing in age, you know, over 45 or so. And we see that, you know, they're not making enough acid. So one of the first things that we'll do are obviously clean up the diet, so to speak. We yeah, tell clean, them the, the, always, we always try to change diet first, try to do but... That first. Yeah, then we have to do something like, okay, let's start with some digestive enzymes. Right, digestive enzymes and actually maybe even add, with, we have some right. with betaine hydrochloride, and that's usually the ones that we actually use right. for reflux. And so um, that's actually, it, it works in most people. Sometimes we have to add a probiotic to it as well. Right. But in most cases, digestive enzymes do wonders. Yeah, they really do. Uh, it, it's um, it's just amazing, really. But uh, you know, we get that that one probably, like you said, ten times so, a day yeah. each. So, so just a simple digestive enzyme is something that you want to start with um, yeah. because it does make a difference. And we we uh, we have so many people now that once they've had those enzymes and they fixed that problem, and you know, because almost every one of them to the person. They're on the acid reducers. They've developed osteoporosis, mm-hmm. and they're having all these other issues, and they can't even absorb the nutrients. Or that, you know, I was talking to some the other day. The lady, she's taking three blood pressure medications, and you know, because her blood pressure can, they can't control it. But she's on this huge dose of this acid reducer. Right, so it's probably, probably keeps it. it's keeping her medication from even being absorbed. Right, so it it causes they know it causes an absorption problem. Right, and they know it actually makes deficiencies in a lot of your vitamins, and therefore you start causing other problems. Mm-hmm. So most of the acid reducers were made, even if you look at the pharmaceutical insert that comes with it, they're mm-hmm. made for short term use. But people get on them and stay on them forever. Oh, six to eight weeks is what they typically recommend because in six to eight weeks you should you know clean yeah, if up you the have problem. an ulcer, no doubt yeah. you want to stop any acid in that stomach from anywhere because. Because right. of course you want that, that ulcer to heal, so that that's what they were you know made for. It's Designed not for, it's right. not just so that you can eat all you want and take something to keep you from having heartburn. Okay. Oh, now you brought up a really interesting point. Overeating is you. Oh, overeating is yeah. a big part. No, no, everybody with reflux says when they eat a huge meal, it makes it worse, and everybody knows that it's worse at night, and that's because you eat and lay down. Yeah. So it's always better to eat early too, and not go to you know bed on a full stomach. You know, it, it's really. Years ago, I, th- I thought it was kind of shocking. Now, I think it, uh, it's pretty normal. People would come in and say, well, you know, I have to sleep in a recliner yeah. sitting up. We hear that one a lot, too. We hear that one almost all the time. And I yeah. think that would be miserable to have to sleep in a recliner. Yeah. Because I like to lay in bed and get comfy. <laughs> and But I, I just think that sounds miserable. And they <laughs> are miserable really. is why well, they're they doing are. it. Well, they are. You know, because when they lie down and then that reflux. But, you know, you, you talk to them about, you know, I always ask. What is your biggest meal of the day? And typically, it's dinner at night. Right. Uh, okay. Maybe we need to change that. Uh, so that's, right. That's change it around. Make it to where it's a little bit, you know, right. more earlier and not as much late. Yeah. Now, here's another one, Janine. Yeah, we do. We get this one probably yeah. from a lot of women. Right. And, and, <laughs> and I don't know why they would ask. But this is what we get question from women. They ask, do men have menopause? Well, and what's funny is we they actually, yeah, that. we don't call it that. They do actually have a term called andropause. They do. But a lot of women, when you, their husbands start getting what they consider middle-aged, they actually start personality changes. Huh. And so a lot of the, that question we get are from women. We and do. I think men do have changes 
in it may not be as significant as women. Oh, they no. don't actually have they don't have a cycle, so they're not going to stop having a cycle. <laughs> but their yeah. their hormones do fall. They do, you know, and and that's something that you know we tech a lot on, on men, you know, and it's something that actually I think we've seen. A big increase. We've been doing this for 20-something years. Well, one of the and, biggest reasons I think there's an increase is mm-hmm. because there's no doubt we have seen on lab work, and we've seen research on it too, but I mean lab work definitely shows it before we saw the research, is when men don't handle sugar properly, their testosterone falls. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing more and more diabetics. And as you're seeing more diabetics, you're seeing more low testosterone. Right. And when you get low testosterone, then you get depression. goes along with it. And so when you, they start getting depressed, there's your mood change. Right. You start getting the depression – and actually, and it's people that had never been depressed in their life. Mm-hmm. And so when a man comes in that was never depressed in their life and all of a sudden they're depressed, we always think low testosterone. Right. That's what you want to check first. So, yes, men do have probably what they call andropause. Right. Um, which is very similar to menopause, maybe not as severe. Mm. Because it's not, it yeah, it depends on the man. Because when they're, if you yeah. get a man that their hormones fall fast, they're going to have it as severe as a woman in menopause. I, I was going to say, we've got some wives that would argue that point yeah. and say, oh no, they're, they're just, uh, you know. So I do yeah. say, get those hormones checked. We, we you know, can that, tell yeah. if that's what it is and you can tell what's happening. And one thing that, in men and women, one thing that decreases with age, no question, I don't care, is DHEA, mm-hmm. which DHEA is a hormone that's made in your adrenal glands, mm-hmm. and they call it the aging hormone. And as, that horm- yeah. as you get older, that hormone goes down, no question, even though the lab changes its range according to your age because right. it decreases so significantly with age. Right. Well, DHEA is a precursor to testosterone. Mm-hmm. So, and when that DHEA gets too low, fatigue is just a huge issue. And we're even seeing some 30-year-olds with low DHEA. So it's a, it's a hormone that's very simple to replace and inexpensive to replace, but you need to know where your level is again. But I think that contributes to a lot of the changes you see, too, because of the fatigue. Yeah. But, you know, like I say, when you see these guy, younger guys, you know, in their 40s and so on, and they're, they're, they're dealing with low testosterone, and then they start having that depression, anxiety, and all those things that go with that. And we check that, uh, the hormones. And this is a, what I call a modern-day ep- epidemic because it, it didn't happen years and years and years ago. Men did not have as significant a changes. It, it was historical. If you go back and look at it, it just wasn't that big of a problem. But now we have all the sugar, you know, thank George McGovern and his people that uh, changed the way the Americans ate back in 1972. And when that happened, since then, we've seen a decrease in, in the total testosterone in men. We're seeing it's becoming a, 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 a truly epidemic now. Well, and we mentioned um, a few weeks ago with Dr. Seneff is that the statin drugs actually right. deplete testosterone as well. Yeah. So you're seeing more and more men on statin drugs, which, again, more in turn actually lowers their testosterone. Right. And when you lower those hormones, you are going to get some changes. Right. Right. You sure okay. will. Yeah. Now, the other side of that other coin, side of that. How can I help my hot flashes, honey? Yes. Now, yeah. hot flashes can be both in men and women, but we do get the question more from uh, women. More we from do women. get it. I mean, that, that one we get 10 to 15, 20 times a day. At least. Um, because we have a lot of women in their 40s, early 50s that come in and they're starting to have hot flashes. And that is actually not all women have it, but many women do. Um, and what can you do for them? There's a lot of things you can do for hot flashes. Um, we have a couple formulas, Metabalance, Menopause Essentials, 
both of those help hot flashes. They sure do. Um, if that doesn't do it, we'll add a little iodine. Iodine has been shown to help hot flashes mm-hmm. along with boron. Boron can actually help with hot mm-hmm. flashes. So that one depends on the person, but there are things that you can do for it. But hot flashes can be measurable. Well, I'm sure they can. They can. Well, they can be for both male and right. female. Right, and, and the men that have the testosterone low, you start asking them, and they're having hot flashes yeah. too. But they're not used to, they don't know how to handle it. They've never had those hormonal changes. Women deal with hormonal changes from the time they start their cycle. Yeah. Because throughout the month, women have a change in hormones. So it's always changing. Men don't, usually. Well, but, but the problem is, is men have to deal with their wives. Having changes. Having those changes, <laughs> right. And so, you know, that, that in and of itself is, is kind of a, an issue, yeah. you know. And then another question that we get that kind of goes along with it, because it goes along with menopause, mm-hmm. is what can they do for vaginal dryness? Well, that's all because the hormones are dropping. Exactly. When the est- that is a specifically an estrogen mm-hmm. um, problem. Because the, the hot flashes actually can be... They're a little different. If it is a woman that's still having a cycle, having hot flashes in their 40s, it's a progesterone issue. Nine times out of um, Actually, if it's after menopause, it's usually more of an estrogen issue. So if you're before menopause, having your hormones checked is the only way you're going to know for sure which hormone it is. But normally, the first hormone to fall is progesterone. Mm-hmm. Um, in the vaginal dryness, it's almost always, it's always the estrogen. And, and it's tri- probably, yeah, probably the thing that we have seen work the best is a, we have a natural vaginal estrogen cream. It's estrial. It's estrial. So it's your safest estrogen you can use, mm-hmm. and it is used vaginally. Mm-hmm. But it does actually help vaginal dryness. Yeah, they, typically the, the females with that issue, you know, once we start that therapy with them, they'll come back and tell you that uh, it's, a, it's a miracle. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. All right. Uh, nothing. Uh, something else is uh, one of the questions, and, and I, I'm tempted to, to wait till after the break just to do this one because it, it's okay. You know, well, that one, I think that one's going to take too yeah. long. So let's so ask. What, let's ask this one. What helps weight loss? Hey, if you just listen to this show, a glass of water before each meal, right? And changing the diet. There well, is yeah. no. We won't do. Do want to say there is no magic weight loss pill. If there was. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, would there be anybody overweight that could afford to buy it? No. Um, So there is no magic weight loss. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to change your diet. And there's things to help. And if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, you have to get that blood sugar down. There's no doubt about that. And then things like your DHEA falling, like we mentioned, can actually make weight gain. Mm -hmm. So getting those levels optimal, getting your thyroid levels optimal, getting your adrenal levels optimal, that's all checked on our weight loss panel, which is why we do it because... Get all your stuff optimal, change your diet, you should lose weight. And drink a glass of water and before each meal. A glass of water before each meal. Hey, you 16 can't. ounces, actually, 30 minutes before a meal. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Right. All right, coming up on another break, when we come back, we're going to have some more interesting things and these questions that we get commonly asked all the time. So we'll be right back after this break. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. 
then together you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Tonight, uh, Janine and I are... uh, uh, going through a list of questions, and some of them are just—I mean—we're laughing, but they, we they, we get these asked these questions every day. And right before the break, there was one that it was one that we wanted to address, but we just didn't have enough time. So I thought after the break, and this one is you know asked us probably forty times a day. Why does uh, why do you, why doesn't my doctor check all as much as y'all do on the lab work? Yeah, on the lab work. Mm-hmm. And the answer is because when we do lab work. We're looking, we're screening, we're looking at everything. Mm-hmm. We're looking at everything to see where the problems lie and trying to prevent before they cause a problem. With insurance, doctors do what insurances will pay for. Insurance does not pay for prevention. Nope. It does not pay just to broadly look. Nope. Um, you have to have a diagnosis code for every single test ordered, and if it's not justified, they'll deny it. And then if they deny it in a test that we might do for $25, they might charge 500 for it. And you're not going to be real happy when you get that bill when it's not paid. Now, yeah, something that we do a lot, Janine, is at uh, NMR. Right. For a spe- very kind of a We've had quite a few people that it's been oh, denied when their doctor yeah. orders it. Yeah, the doctor would order it because, you know, the doc thinks, hey, it's a pretty it's good It's a good test. And so they order it. And, you know, we charge $75 to do it. Okay. Right. Because so, it's actually one of the more expensive tests oh, it's because very, yeah. it, it actually is uh, – it's when they look at the particles, when it mm-hmm. breaks down the cholesterol into particles. and and But we have had people that's been charged $850 for the same exact test from because the same exact place. Because insurance denied it because there wasn't justification for to it. To do it. Right, because yeah. they didn't already have a heart attack or they didn't have high blood pressure yeah. or they didn't have – you know, I mean – to me, it's something that you want to know before you get those problems. So that's why we don't deal with insurance. I never have understood the, the mentality of the insurance industry, really, in that respect, because they'll wait to, you know, well, once you have a heart attack or something, we'll, we'll check a little more. 
why not check a little bit more before you have the heart attack? Maybe, possibly, we could prevent it. Right. So we do more preventative. Mm-hmm. And when you do prevention and wellness, it doesn't actually cover it all. Um, That's true. And a lot of, you know, there's there's so many tests. and you, I mean, you could speak probably for hours about the testing mm-hmm. alone. But even like one of the things that's being commonly used for thyroid testing nowadays is something that they actually call a reflex test. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it does a TSH, mm-hmm. which that's another one of our questions. Is TSH an adequate test to test thyroid function? And our answer is no. But we'll get to but that. But we'll get yeah. to that too. But the TSH, if it is in the normal range, and it can be a tenth of a point below the normal, I mean, it can actually barely be in the range which And that means the test stops. Mm-hmm. It doesn't reflex to another test. That's what they call a thyroid cascade. Right, it's a them. cascade. Mm-hmm. And that's where an insurance company is like the cascade because it stops instead of checking all the tests to begin with. Right. Well, you can actually have it to where, and that's why we don't think a TSH is adequate because that's just your brain's message to the thyroid. Mm-hmm. It is not telling you what your thyroid hormones are. And your thyroid hormones can be out of range and your TSH can be normal. Sure and you can. could have a pituitary malfunction and you would never know that without doing enough que- testing. Right. So on, on most, of our, most of our panels, we do a TSH, a T4, a T3 uptake, and a free T3. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people will add the thyroid antibodies, the reverse T3. I mean, we can do it all. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that we don't think TSH is just an adequate test to test thyroid function. But that is just an example of insurance companies like that cascade test because they don't have to pay for all that other testing if the first test is normal. And, and you know, I actually had a, a gentleman not too long ago, a week or so ago, uh, ask me because I was explaining this. He was asking this same kind of question, and I explained it to him. He said, so what you're telling me, Doc, is that the insurance company really practices medicine. I said, well, they control how the doctor practices medicine. Because they control what's paid for. Right. And the docs, you know, they know that, you know, I don't want to get you stuck with a $1,000 bill uh, for something that they're going to turn down. And they know through through history and through doing it. They know what's going to be turned down. Yeah, they know it's going to be turned down. So they just, eh, we just won't do it. And, and of course, a lot of things go unnoticed. But, you know. Then you wind up in the emergency room with something. So, yeah, not a good place no, to we be. We do get that question a lot, so we a did want lot. to bring it up. Yeah. What about a natural remedy for depression? Yep, that's another one we get every day. And there's every definitely, day. I mean, one of the big things that's been researched over and over and keeps coming out is omega-3 and vitamin D for depression. Huge. And they show in double-blind studies that it actually works as well as the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, been taken so mm-hmm. and it's not going to be an overnight thing no. but it does actually it might take a month to work but it is one of the things now okay say you've done that and it's still not enough mm-hmm. five htp is one of the things that we like to use a lot we do you know and you know because that turns into serotonin right and, and ser- low serotonin does cause depression and which takes us to the next step and that's your gi tract right because they show that 90 percent of our serotonin is made in the gi tract so GI health or gut and, you know, gastrointestinal health. And even probiotics can play a probiotics role. Probiotics are huge. And then, of course, we've had a whole show on the methylation process. And oh, if yeah. you find that you have the genetic mutation where you don't methylate properly, that actually also makes depression. And if you have that genetic mutation, then something like the 5-methyltetrahydrofolate will actually mm-hmm. help with your depression. Sure will. So everybody's different on the depression, but there's a lot of things that can help. And getting out in the sun really helps as well. Oh, it certainly does. Now, the next thing from that is well, anxiety. About anxiety. Yeah, and anxiety is a little different than depression because mm-hmm. we'll see a lot of people that they're very anxious, but they're never depressed. And, of course, they're told, oh, you need an antidepressant. And they're like, but I'm not depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm very anxious. And on that case, you know, we always say look at the adrenals for one. 
Oh, exactly. Because if your cortisol, if your body doesn't respond well to stress, then that definitely makes you anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, the anxiety can also, I mean, there's so many things that can affect that. Right. I do say even depression, I mean, iron deficiencies, B12 mm-hmm. deficiencies. Um, B12 we see is huge. Yeah, B12. we see yeah. so many people with it. You know. And even something that completely off that a lot of people don't think of, that we've seen where this is the only symptom somebody had was anxiety and depression, and it was celiac disease. Yes. So an intolerance to certain foods can actually even do it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the good natural anti-anxieties are GABA. Yeah, GABA's huge. Theanine. Mm-hmm. Um, theanine's even been you know researched for panic, you know, panic, panic disorder, disorder. Mm-hmm. and actually panic attacks. And mm-hmm. it does actually help it, and it's so no side effects to it. So right. that's the good thing about theanine. Right. Kava is another one that it's yep. kind of like your natural Xanax. So there are things, but we always recommend that you get to the root of the problem rather than just trying to add something to stop it. Mm-hmm. So the, our thing is try to find all the reasons first, fix underlying problems, and then if you have to, then we can add some of these herbals that actually help. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, that, that we get asked almost daily by just about everybody we talk to, do I need to take a probiotic every day? Right. And yeah. probiotics, I definitely think that probably everyone out there needs a probiotic every day. Every day. There's no doubt about it because, you know, if you eat, you know, I ask them if they eat. And if they eat any packaged processed food, if you eat any fast food, or if you go out to restaurants very often, you're getting something in that food supply that's going to kill your good bacteria. Right. And, you know, the antibiotics or the glyphosate or something, it's going to destroy that. So you have to rein, you know, reinstall, if you will, those good probiotics every day. And okay. keeping that good bacteria is so important, right? Because really you know probiotics, is. you know, they can affect anything from dementia to the immune system to mm-hmm. you know digestive health mm-hmm. to reflux to right you know, yeah. diarrhea, constipation. Name oh, it. you name it. Yeah. Another one along that same line. Yeah, are omega threes good? And you will take them every day. And that is. Yeah. They're really lacking in the American diet. Our diet's so upside down on omega-3 and omega-6s, it's not even it is. funny. So omega-3s are real important, and you want the ones real high in the EPA and DHA. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good anti-inflammatory. And if you've listened to our shows in the past, we always, almost all disease processes and all problems start with inflammation. Yeah, they certainly do. So if you look at what's good for overall health in somebody that's even healthy, mm-hmm. you probably should be on a good multivitamin, a probiotic, and omega-3. That yeah. would be a good kind of overall thing to kind of help overall health. Right. And, and you know, that's the, you know, that's the thing. Uh, that would be, like you said, that's something that everybody needs every day. Every day. Regardless of your health status. Right. You need that. That's a starting yeah. point, you know. All right. Well, folks, gosh, we're coming up to the end of the show already. Wow. We have lots fast. more questions, we got a whole but lot more questions, we'll too. have to have another show on yeah. commonly asked questions yeah. to finish up on them. Kind of looks that way, doesn't it? Okay, well, uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about what? We're talking about the importance of digestive tract health. Ah, so we're going to yeah. see what all it affects, not just digestion, but what else it affects too. Yeah, other parts of your body. So join us next week for that uh, on the digestive tract, how to keep it healthy. And what it can do for you. And live healthy, be healthy. That's it. Live healthy, be healthy. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.